Way down here, you need a reason to go. Lose your low, and then the stateside game. Oh, Portugal. I never really been, so I think I should go. Oh, Portugal. I'm back from Portugal. This is going to be a Portugal heavy episode because your boy experienced the world. And it was beautiful, and it was gorgeous. And I want to go back. I even changed the lyrics to a famous James Taylor song because I loved it so much. Crazy but true. Feeling good. I'm not sure if it's like the delirium of jet lag or the revitalization of my soul after a trip to my motherland to find my roots. I tell you one thing, though, boys and girls. You go to Portugal, you're going to see a lot of motherfuckers that look like me. I just blend it in. Everyone, everyone has my haircut. Their hair is a little straighter sometimes, so I don't know. Everyone's got my haircut, skin tone. Everyone is trying to talk to me in Portuguese, and I'd be like, nah, I can't speak it. But I am you, and you are me. We are the same, you and I. Anyways, we'll get into it, because I'm sure Brandy's going to be like, don't talk too much about it, because I want to hear about it, and... Da, 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 da. Or she doesn't give a shit. Actually, I think she does because I think she's she never been there and she wants to go. So um, let's call her up. Let's call her up. Time to talk to the Brandai Portugal. I beat you? You got here first. That never happens. Well, I was doing like the intro thing that I always do. Oh. Yeah. And... um. I was having to make Instagram stories because Joe and Serena decided to announce that I'm going to be marrying them. I saw that. And here's the thing, Joe. <laughs> I already texted him. I was like, Joe, gr- I'm so glad that you like announced this. He, he announced it on Chicks in the Office, mm-hmm. which is a great podcast. And I love those girls. Rhea and Fran, shout out. They're the shout best. Out. But but I said, hey, Joe, you know that I have a podcast and you have a podcast. Why wouldn't you just announce it on, well, probably your podcast, but then if you don't want to do it on yours, why not on mine? You're giving someone else a story. This is facts. These are facts. No one ever said that Joe was a, you know, a business mogul, even though he mm. is selling some sauces. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I had to um, I had to show everyone my credentials. Yeah, I saw that. It looks pretty fake. Well, might be. I don't know. It came <laughs> with a lot of stuff, though. Really? Like what? It came with a wedding certificate because it's like, oh, you're going to be doing one soon. Here's the wedding cer- certificate. Oh. So I, I fill that in. Okay. Uh, I have a clip-on badge that you're not going to wear, right? Uh, I might put it on the inside of my of my jacket. Mm. Just in case okay. people want to be like, I don't think you're real. And then I go, Whoosh. I like it. What do you think this is? This is the universal church. This is the universal church of Christ or something. And I don't even know what it's called. Right. Hold on. Let me, let me go get it. <laughs> Let's see it. Oh, universal life church ministries. Mm. I probably should know what I am. Definitely. So let's just go through what you get for like the low, low price of $39.99 on, online. <laughs> um, okay, so I get my Universal Life Church Ministries credentials of ministry. This is a certify that the bearer 
hereof on this day, the 7th of July in the year 2023, Wells Adams is ordained by the Universal Life Church Ministries. If you use the word hereof, you know that shit's legit. This makes you ordained for the, for the rest of time, right? You don't for have to the renew rest. this thing. No. I wow, am, one time. I'm one, of, I'm one of God's people, you know? Uh-huh. So I got this. This goes in my wallet. And any, anytime anyone wants to, wants to question, anytime anything bad happens, anytime anyone needs to be exercised. Oh, well, you know, works for that too? Whoosh, whip this Definitely. bitch out. Got everyone calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm here. <laughs> I can fix the problem. All right. I am ordained. By the Universal Life Church Ministries, okay? Wow. And do you know how much I had to do, how much work I had to do studying the, oh. lo- the lost texts, mm. the, the Dead Sea Scrolls? Did I have to go to Notre Dame to study theology for no. 17 years to get this bad no. boy? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do any you of that. You did nothing but fill out a form online and, and insert your credit card information. That's right. I also – here's here's my little – this my little clip-on clergy thing. Oh, this is the sketchiest thing sketchy. I've ever it's not, seen. It's not sketchy. It's legit, okay? <laughs> insane. Don't try to rain on my parade because you're not ordained by Universal this Life Church Ministries. This just proves that marriage is a farce. Like what? it just It just proves. Like, no. Yeah. Did I get a sticker? Yes. <laughs> is, is it going to go on my thermos? <laughs> you know it. Oh. By the power vested in you. A pamphlet that marry motherfuckers, which am I going to read this? No, <laughs> no, no way. Then, for some reason, the human timeline of mythology and religion a whole chart. Oh wow! And so I don't know where we are on here. I, I don't know like where Universal Life Church is, but you know, it's something. Wow. And then more stuff. Oh, and then. You can buy fucking swag. Um, of course do I, you can. So, okay. I almost did this. Oh, boy. I don't know if you can see this, but you can buy a oh, clergy yes. shirt with the collar. Ah. You know, I'm going to the rehearsal dinner, and I think I have to, like, maybe say a prayer or something. I don't know. A We're prayer? Gonna I think so. Do you know like, how to do rehearsal. that? I don't know how to do it. I mean, I can, you should I learn. Know. I can, I can. You should call Ben Higgins. I feel like he would know how to do that. I know. If anyone should be doing this, it should be Ben. It shouldn't be me. That's probably true. Like, who's? The, I'm gonna make a joke of all this. I really wanted to get this and then and then go to the rehearsal dinner and be like, "All right, everyone, bow your heads, my children," and you know, and be wearing it. And then I was like, maybe that's a little sacrilege. You know, like it's a, taking it a little <laughs> a far. little too far. Mm. But like, I can get a minister stole stole, um, and I that don't know. is. A, st- a stole is a staple in any minister's wardrobe. Dress oh. up your next ceremony with one of these vivid garments featuring high-quality gold stitching and tassels. These stoles, or stoles, are available in blue, green, white, red, purple, and ivory. ivory. I mean, there's a world in which I got to get one of these fuckers, you know? And that could just be like a scarf. So that, that, that's that. And then here's the certificate of marriage. Huh. Oh, wait, How do you no. get more of those? Oh, wait. This is a certificate of marriage, and then I got another one. I got a certificate of marriage, and this one's got um, a crest on it from oh. the Universal Church Monastery, whatever the fuck I am. Very official. Yeah. Oh, I got two of them. Dude, I got three of them, bro. Oh, what the This is great. And then Brother G. Martin Freeman sent me a, a letter. Oh, are you Brother Wells? <laughs> Brother Wells. I feel like for sure, right? 
Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then here it is. Credentials of ministry. This is to certify that Wells Adams, that the bearer hereof has been ordained on this day, the 7th of July, 2023. And it's recognized by Chaplain Brother Martin. So it's official. You should frame that for the studio, honestly. I should. So, I, you know, I know the wire are wondering, hey, Wells, we know you do weddings, obviously, but do you do first communions? Yes. Will I throw your ass into a pool during a pool party and then say something and then you are risen? Yes, I'll do that. That's called right? baptism. Just so well, you... that's a baptism. Just that wasn't so even right. <laughs> Damn it. No, but I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing shit different. All right. Right. Here at the Universal Life Church Ministries, we don't do, we don't do this antiquated stuff. All right. We do shit different. All right. So when you, so you get baptized and you get uh, first Holy Communion all in one fucking swell, swell swoop. You know, we're all about. Hey, listen, time is money. Money is power. Power is mm. well being ordained by the Universal Life Church Ministries. Uh, right. that's, what, um, that's what I am. Just for knowledge purposes here, you, yeah. you give communion. It's not something you get. Oh, you get it from – you're going to get it from me. <laughs> also, real talk, you should just start a church. It's a great tax write-off. You know, right? That's how Kris Jenner makes all her money. I just feel like uh, I it's too close to becoming a cult. I just feel like I, <laughs> I, I could very easily see myself going down the road of like making it a cult, and I don't want to do that. Right. right? Brother Wells would never do that. Brother you know, Brother Wells. Wells well, br- they all say that in the beginning. They, they do, don't they? <laughs> Brother Wells would never do that. And then all of a sudden, it's like 20 years down the road, there's like four documentaries about me. I got 17 yes. wives. Oh, no, we can't have that. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Poor Sarah. But, do, I mean, like, what else do I do? Do I do bar mitzvahs? Shalom. Yeah. I do. think it's a different religion. Bat mitzvahs. We'll do it. Okay? Hey, uh-huh. you gonna, you going, getting your quinceanera? I'll fucking show up. All right? With a piñata and some vino? We have to cut all this. Why? <laughs> I don't perform a bris, though, all right? Or a bris. Oh. A, a what? <laughs> That's where they circumcise a penis in the... Um, oh. Your schmeckle is safe with me, everybody. Um, mm. So, yes, I am... And you don't... You want to know the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup? You want to know the best part say, of this whole thing? What? Joe and Serena <laughs> are already married. Okay? Oh, yeah. I think I knew that, right? They went to the courthouse. They were caught going to the courthouse like yeah, during yeah. the pandemic. So did I need to do any of this? No. Absolutely not. But you know what? I don't do things half-ass, okay? True. And if I'm going to do this, it's got to be legit. Are they already legally married? And am I really just a figurehead? Is this just Hollywood all over again? You know? Is it all smoke and mirrors and nothing's really happening, but we're just paying for a big party? Yes, that's what's mm-hmm. happening. But am I going to take it seriously? No, I'm, I'm still not going to do that, but <laughs> I still can't believe that Joe announced that on one podcast that's not even either of ours. It's beautiful. I know. That's, I, it hurts my feelings, honestly, and I've only met Joe like twice. I know. <laughs> I listened to, I think, maybe a third of the episode with you and um, oh, Olivia. that's more than I listened to, so tell <laughs> me how it was. Oh, that was good. Oh, really? It was Great. good. Good, good. Yeah, much better than when your your mom comes on. Well, no offense, Tish. I mean, 
But she does great. And I think it's very she funny because I've heard you do the episodes without me before and you have like this anxiety of doing it without me. You do great. Uh, well, I don't know how far you listened, but at one point I did say I talked exactly about that. I was like, I don't know why I think I I like have no issues doing Sorry We're Stoned, which is all on me because Tish is useless. Yeah. And I do that podcast. But the minute you leave, I like have complete panic attack. Well, I mean, I get it. I am an ordained minister now, so <laughs> people take me pretty um, We did talk about some good things, though, about like our illegal activity of forging prescriptions and um, – a lot of juicy dating stuffs. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. One, I heard that you were like, I'm, I'm going to set up Olivia with Nicholas Braun, who's cousin Craig. You didn't know his oh, name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know his name. Yeah, they'd so, be great together. Sarah and Nick did a movie together where they played love interest or a oh, show cute. or something. He's a very wonderful man. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I think they look great together, honestly. Well, I mean, he, he, she'd come up to his, like, nipple. He's a very tall gentleman. She's tall, though. She's almost six feet tall. She is tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, um, you know, I I think he's living his best life right mm. now. I, I don't know that for sure. But I would assume if you are, uh, you know, up for an Emmy, mm-hmm. you're probably. Probably doing that. You're probably just taking down some chicks. Yeah. I, and that's I would what assume that, so. And that's what that's about, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then what else did I hear you guys talking about? Uh, oh, Love Island. At, oh, yeah. at, at no point were you like, hey, you know that Sarah hosts the U.S. version, which you well, can watch without having a VPN. Know that. I know, but Olivia doesn't. Olivia, listen. <laughs> Olivia's paying like $100 a year for a VPN to watch Love Island on her phone, where she could just watch it on Peacock, the U.S. version, which they started up. Oh, I did see Sarah's promo this morning. She looks gorge. She looks good. I yeah, say. she looks, she looks great. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should start the show. Yeah, because then we got to talk. I got a lot of Portugal stuff. Okay, and then I have. I've before we dive into Portugal, we got to talk one thing. Okay. Okay, start the show though. It's it's you. Okay, bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, brother Wells. Thank you. Thank brother you, brother Wells <laughs> and Brandy. Oh, oh gosh. All right, well, I have tears. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Cue when doves cry. Mm-hmm. Ubi latte teo, ami se era, se mi te domino, i me tinsia. Don't do that at the wedding. 
Alleluia, Alleluia, ich mit in Sia. Alleluia, Alleluia, ich mit in Sia. Is that Latin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I know it? Do I know Latin music now from church? When you become a brother in the Universal <laughs> Church Ministries, you just know Latin now. And you fucking can sing it like a badass. Mm-hmm. All right. What, okay. What do you got? Speaking of things that are going to turn into a show. Okay. Do you know about this uh, New York State serial killer? No. What, you oh, yeah. don't? I, I saw something. They, 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 did they find him? They found uh, him, right? I, yeah, I think they did. And um, you should look into this. I feel like you would really be into this. Maybe you could do some research and we could uh, circle back next week because I don't really know shit because I don't watch the news. But somebody was telling me yesterday all about it. It sounds super juicy. It sounds perfect for a TV series. And, yeah, I guess the guy was, like, really careless about throwing, like, a sandwich in a public trash can. And somehow they traced his DNA back to it. And that's how he got caught. A sandwich? Yeah. Like a golf club? No, like a sandwich. Like oh, that a you sandwich. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are these guys murdering with golf clubs? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe. Detectives on Long Island are hunting for fresh clues about the architect arrested in connection with a string of slayings known as the Glingo Beach Killings. Is this what yes. you're talking about? Yes. They're combing through storage units linked to Rex Hurman and using DNA evidence to see if he's connected to other cold cases. Oh, he the, is. The ongoing work Monday marks an important new phase in a multi-agency investigation that after years of dead ends and frustrations led prosecutors to charge Hurman with murder last Friday in the deaths of three of 11 women whose remains were found buried along a remote beach highway in 2010 and 2011. Whoa. I can't wait for the limited series. Dude. And the documentary. He's an architect? Yeah. You know, it's the ones you just wouldn't think. Yeah. It reminds me of the staircase guy. Just an average guy. I don't you know? That, I, I, don't think, I think the owl did. I don't think that guy killed his wife. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still <laughs> on the fence. I, I don't think, I don't think, that guy was too nice. I don't think he killed her. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's, but i tell you who's never the murderer. Someone who is ordained in the Universal Life Church Ministries. Um, that I don't bro- believe. Brother Wells. Actually. <laughs> will I kill Satan in your life? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. <sighs> um, okay, did you have something else that you want to talk about, though? That's fine. That's it. That was it? I mean, sure. I'm into it. Have you started watching Based on a True Story? Nope. You should watch it because it's kind of like, I think, what you... In, like, your twisted world of, like, what what could be, where, mm-hmm. like, you know a serial killer, and you're fascinated by them, and you start a podcast with them while the killings are still going on. Genius. It is a smart, a smart play. Yeah. Okay, should I just dive into Portugal, or do you want to do other stuff? What do you no, want to do? Let's, let's take a dive into the uh, waters of, um, you know, Portugal. Into the crystalline you, is blue. Is it the Aegean, or is it a different sea over there? Iberian Peninsula. Oh, the Iberian Sea, maybe. Yes. Let me just start by saying this. I have been to a lot of places in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been to Italy. I've been to, and like Cinque Terre. So that's like, you know, beautiful water meets land situation. I've been to Barcelona. I've been all over France. 
I've been, you know, all over Spain. So I've been kind of in this area, but and I, but I've never been to Portugal. And it's a travesty because I am Portuguese. I'm half Portuguese. So for my mother's 75th birthday, she took me, our entire family, 25 people out there to go, like, experience Portugal. And none of us had been there, which is insane. I now, obviously, I have a bias. But I will say this. I think that now that I've been there and I've been to all these other places. Now, granted, I haven't been to, like, Lake Como or Nice, or like a lot of those like French Riviera, Italian Riviera. I haven't really done a lot of that. So maybe that, that would change my perspective. But <clears throat> I had done Cinque Terre, which I think is similar, and it is beautiful. I say all that to say this. I think that Portugal is my new favorite place in all of like that kind of, you know, wow. part of Western Europe. So I know that's a bold statement to say. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that you love about Italy or France or Spain is like this, this like antiquated feeling, like this old style world. This like it's just so much history and stuff. And there's castles and uh, old architecture and mm-hmm. and the, here's the thing: Portugal has all of that stuff. But the thing that like Portugal beats out definitely France. A little bit of Italy and a little bit of Spain is the people are so nice. Oh. Like, the Portuguese people are so kind and nice. Everyone speaks English uh, for the really? most part. Everyone speaks English and they'll say, hey, listen, we would rather you speak to us in English. We like English. Don't try to speak to us in Spanish. And th- that sucked for me because I can speak Spanish pretty well. They know Spanish, but it's a little bit of like uh, a fuck you to them to mm-hmm. speak Spanish because they're like, we're not Spain. Right. And we can speak English. But the people there are so lovely and there's so much like old cool shit. And not to mention like this, it's a crazy meeting of land and sea. You know, it's the furthest Western point in Europe. The Atlantic is just like crashing into, you know, the coastline of Portugal. So we flew into Lisbon. First of all, Lisbon just looks like San Francisco. So much so that they have a Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, interesting. And I think it's... Did we have it? We didn't have it first. It's the same architect. And I think they had theirs first. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, makes sense. Like, we think that we have so much cool shit, and they're like, no, we already did this. We did this. Uh, Yeah, so you fly in there. It looks exactly like San Francisco, except... Let me tell you something that's crazy about Lisbon. Granted, we were in a nice part of town, but we had to drive, you know, from the airport to the the place that we were staying. I never saw a single homeless person. Mm-hmm. I never saw really any trash on the street. I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I assume that they have some sort of like universal health care that's like helping homeless people. And like that's the thing that we don't have. And that's frustrating. But like they do have like a lot of pride in like keeping their shit clean. Like I never saw any trash driving down the highway. No trash. Wow. You know, every time you're like looking around, you're like, Jesus Christ, there's a tire over there. There's mm-hmm. a bed over there. I'm going to dump <laughs> Our highways are ugly. Yeah. But anyways. We fly into Lisbon, and I, we're there. I'm there a day early before everyone gets there with my brother, who's like setting everything up. And if you have an opportunity to go to a little restaurant called Je ne sais quoi, which I know is French, go do it. There's Je ne sais quoi, and then there's the Je ne sais quoi Asian. We did the Je ne sais quoi one, and it was Portuguese fare. And the little restaurant is so cool. Absolutely amazing. It was like kind of like flavors of like Italy and French and Portugal all combined. They have a DJ in the bathroom. 
Like oh. when you go down to the bathroom, there's someone that's just like what? DJing, and then there's like the men's and the women's, and people are just like dancing out like outside of of huh. the bathroom. Okay. They have like this like cool like private lounge and like that's dancing cool. and stuff. The food was fantastic. It was probably the best meal I had the entire time. But anyways, Genesee wow. Quoi in uh, in Lisbon, go do it. Okay. So then after that, we went to a town called Alenquis, which I would say like you probably don't need to go there unless you want to get married because we stayed in this absolutely amazing, I think it was a 17th century winery <laughs> that is still a working winery. So it was built wow. like 16 something or other. So you drive in and at some point I'll like make a video of everything. You drive in and it's like this tunnel that like really fits a carriage for horses mm-hmm. and you ride into this then you see like the old um they've turned it into a wine cellar but i think it was their catacombs you can see that mm. and then you walk up these stairs and the stairs are slanted and they're huge and they're like this place is so old it's hundreds of years old that the, the people's feet have like made the stairs slanted they used to be level that's crazy and they're like yeah just so you know like kings and queens have have walked on these stairs is owned by um i think uh, i think he's a duke in like what the portuguese you know monarchy was back in the day so then you get up you get up to the house super old school but absolutely gorgeous there's this big you know courtyard where they do their weddings and stuff so we stared there was it haunted absolutely there was a church in it god if i only i had my universal life if church only stuff but they had this beautiful church and it was crazy we'd sit outside uh, in the courtyard and the church door would open and slam all no. the time. And we were like trying to like lock it and everything. And like we would lock it and it would still open. And we we're like, whatever we're talking about, we've got to change the subject because the ghost doesn't like it. <laughs> Anyways, it was dope. Love so that. if you need like a big wedding venue, there's a place in Allen Case and you can, someone can DM me and I can um, That's cool. send you the info. It's absolutely gorgeous. The first day we go to a town called Sintra. Okay. Okay. And so we drive up to this little area, and there's a huge museum, and there's, like, these small, like, little cafes and stuff. And so we, like, walk over to the museum, and we're, like, looking around, and all of a sudden someone's like, look up there. There is a huge castle on the top of a mountain. And, like, I'm not saying, like, a little hill. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> it's thousands of feet up in the air. Like, like if I was an invader, like the Moors invaded Portugal and stuff, if I was an invader, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> Let's go to the next town, dude. This fuck this. This is super high. Like I don't even want to deal with this. Yeah. So we're walking around, um, and we're like going up these very steep streets, right? And people are start peeling off because they're like, "Fuck this. This is too. It's too steep, and we can't get up there." And I'm like there with my nephews and stuff. And I'm like, "We're going. We're going. We're going." <laughs> so we get up to this t- this kind of like one area, and there's all these little tut tuts. You know what tut tut is? Nope. It's like a three-wheeled um, – it's like a motorcycle with, like, two seats in the back. Oh. And it's kind of enclosed. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so my brother's like, let's take these tut-tuts up there. And I was like, no. Uh, yes. So it's like like we – so there's, like, five of them. My entire family takes all the tut-tuts. And we are <laughs> jamming up this fucking road that's, like it's, – it's, 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 we're going straight uphill, okay? That's insane. And we're overlooking the Portuguese countryside, and we're like, what the fuck? is this we get to this natural this fountain that's fed by a natural spring where all the old timers still go with their with their buckets and their jugs every morning to fill up their their water and i just so happen to have my uh thermos and i'm like i gotta try it out so we start drinking start drinking the water it was amazing so we were tut tutting up and we are 
I mean, we there are giant buses just zipping past us, and we're fucking cruising around. <laughs> and the, our Portuguese guide's like, this, 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 boop, 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 boop. And we get up to the top, and if it isn't the most beautiful fucking wow. castle, and it's on top of a mountain. Like, you got to look it up. It is insane. It's so high up. And we were sitting there being like, the people who built this must be like, fuck this king. Dude, can we Seriously. do it down there a little bit? Our Tuk Tuk guy was like, well, actually, they did a lot with horses, and it took them like 200 years to do. And I was like, well, I bet the horses were like, fuck this king, man. Can't we do it down there a little bit? Anyway, so we go up to the top. We're looking all over over Portugal and stuff, and there's cathedrals and everything. was beautiful. We go down, and I walk into my first little shop of tin fish. Now, I don't know if the YFTers out there are into Tinfish TikTok, but I am for some reason. Okay. And I And I've always loved Tinfish because I'm Portuguese, so I grew up with my mother and my grandfather always, like for, when you ever have a charcuterie board and cheeses, you'd always put down smoked mussels and sardines and, and pate. I don't know, whatever. But so that gets normal to me. And so I've been seeing on TikTok that like this is becoming... Tinfish TikTok is like a whole thing. Hmm. And there's a guy who's in Spain right now who's doing 30 days of, of tinfish. So I walk into this room, into this store, and it's nothing but tinfish everywhere. And I was like, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. <laughs> heaven. I got octopus. I got sardines. Ew. I got smoked salmon. Hmm. I went and got a bunch of tinfish. Did you I make a TikTok? I'm- I'm going to, for sure. Okay, I was say missed opportunity if you no, did don't, not. Don't worry, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. After that, we went down to Kashkai, which is down on the water. And we had this amazing meal with, like, lobster and um. sea bass and giant tiger prawns. And, like, obviously their seafood there is just, like, killer, right? So it's, like, off the chain. Then we went over to the, this town called Nazarene. I think I'm saying that right. And that's where the biggest waves in the world are. There's a 100-foot wave that you can go surf. And there's a documentary that was actually on the plane that you should watch about this guy who did the 100-foot wave at Nazarene in Portugal. Hmm. Okay, so then I was like, there's no way anything's beating uh, Sintra. Like, this place is sick. So anyways, everyone, if you're going to Portugal, write it down. Go there, please. So my family is from a town called Obidos, which is a huge, huge medieval town that is a walled city with a castle in it. Oh, sick. And so remember I did that, like, Ancestry.com ad mm-hmm. with Sarah? We got, like, a lot more information than I think you normally get if you just get, like, the basic package. So we went back, and I was like, because I always just said I was from Lisbon, because I didn't know, <laughs> you know? But I knew some yeah. people were from Obidos, but I didn't know. Come to find out, three of my four great grandparents were from Obidos. So I'm like, cool. Let's go to. Ob- we're going to Obidos. I get to see where I'm where I'm from. So you get there, and it's a huge walled city. Like, and it's like it, it looks like Game of Thrones. Like it just looks like Game of Thrones. So you walk into the entrance. Absolutely breathtaking, awe inspiring. The streets are all cobblestone. There's just these little shops everywhere. It just looks like fucking Game of Thrones. You get we. Right when we got there, they, they have this drink called uh, ginger, and it's like a cherry liqueur. So you t- okay. took a shot of that, boom, having great times. So then <laughs> we keep on walking up, buying knickknacks and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get up to, there's a cathedral there that's 
beautiful, right? Like, and it's just amazing. And there's street performers and a lot of tourists and whatnot. And then you can climb up to the top of the wall and overlook all of Portugal and then overlook the city as well. And like, it's, you know, for like archers, there's like little holes cut out, you know, like for for the bow and arrow people and stuff. And the bow and arrow people, the The archers. So then uh, my mom's like, I want to find my grandfather's house. Like I know where it is. Wow. So we go down and it's like right at the entrance and (laughs) they sold wine. They made wine and sold wine. And so it's not this anymore, but you could see that one part went down into a cellar and that's where they made the wine and they sold it outside of that. And then right next door, I'll show you a picture at some point, is like where their house was and it's two stories. So now they're selling like plates and stuff, but I ended up going in there and we were like, this was our great-grandparents' house. Which, by the way, my dad, it was up for sale like whatever it was, 20 years ago. And my dad was going to go buy it, but he's an idiot and like doesn't do math, even though he's a doctor. And he was off by decimal points, so instead of like fifty thousand dollars, it was five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. You know? Yeah. If we had bought it, like you would have a a place in the historic like city center of Obidos, which is amazing. So, and then after that, like Brett and I, my brother and I, went to get drunk in like the little pubs in there, and Fun. it was the coolest. If you ever like, and it's just such an old school cool city. Right? Did I rent scooters? And did we scoot around the vineyards? That's the best. Yeah, we did, bro. Did they drive on the right side of the road? Yes. So you're not scared. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you're just tut- tutting around, just having the, the the best time of your life. After that, we went down to the Algarves. Oh, by the way, so then I played golf. Uh, oh. I played golf up in, in Lisbon. Uh, I think it was called Quinta do Rey. And it was a top five my favorite golf courses I've ever played. Like wow, really, really hard in the front and the back nine is just beautiful. It overlooks the ocean. There's like these old like castle ruins like on the golf course. It's just you know it's, it's so cool. That is so, cool. So then after that we went down to the Algarves, and Algarve is like it's where all the rich people are. Like Cristiano Ronaldo's boat is there, and we saw it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. rich and famous. Everyone's down there. Super cool. My brother-in-law, he has a boat that's in the Mediterranean, and he brought it over. Oh. And we, like, were – we went out in the ocean, and that was really cool. The food there was, like, really, really good and rich. And we went to – yeah, there's a restaurant called uh, Gigi's, which uh, I highly suggest if you go down to the Algarves. I will say that the Algarve is great, but it's very much like – it's like new money. You know, it's like Malibu. Oh, really? You know, it's like, – it's, yeah. Interesting. But it's very, like, hoity-toity. If you're rich, this is where you go. Got it. But for me, for my money, being up north was cooler. All around Lisbon, all those little castles and cities and towns and stuff was so cool. Anyways, long diatribe about Portugal. But, yeah, it was the coolest experience ever. So you didn't do Porto. You just did Lisbon? We did not do Porto. We, we, uh, We did Lisbon kind of around Lisbon, and then we went down south to the Algarve. Got it. You'd love it. You gotta go. Yeah, it's it's high on my list. Because Sarah's obviously filming Love Island, so she couldn't come, and I was like, I, mm. I have to take you back here. Like, we have to come there. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends go to Marrakesh lately also, yeah. and it's like right there. Like, you could knock out both of those in one trip. Oh, yeah. You can do the Azores, which is right there, and yeah. 
You can, and even you can I, do Morocco. That's Marrakesh. Yeah. I've been dying to go to Tenerife, which is a little island. It's technically Spain, I think, but it's okay. off the coast there of Africa. It's in the Canary Islands, I think. It looks unbelievable. Yeah, we just need to move there, I think. <clears throat> a lot of people are doing that, I think. Sounds great. But let me just say this. My last thing, tinfish. I'm telling Ugh, you guys, no. it's so good. It's so taste. It's not like shitty, like tuna from a can that we get in America. It's like a whole thing. Like they, I, we tried one that was prawns in green pesto, and they were like, just just make up some, um, boil up no. some spaghetti, and just put that on top and mix it all up. It was like one of the best bowls of spaghetti I ever had in my entire life, and it was the easiest thing I've ever done. You're not, you're not into it. No, I don't. I don't eat prawns. Okay, you know that's shrimp, right? Yeah, I don't like shrimp. You know that's that's a crazy thing to say because shrimp I are know. delicious. I know. I just don't like it. The texture is wow. freaky. Dude, I took a bite of a fucking sushi roll last week because and because the menu said it was a salmon roll, and I took mm-hmm. a bite, and I took one bite, and I was like, hmm, what's on the inside of this salmon roll? And they were like, oh. Shrimp, and I was like, F- "Well, why the fuck doesn't the menu say that? I don't like shrimp." Are you allergic to it? No, I just don't like it. You crazy? Texture's weird. I think we got to talk about the SAG strike a little bit. Oh, we definitely do. That's like my whole TikTok feed right now is this yeah. strike. I think how I wanted to talk about it was I think explain it to the YF tears in a way that makes them understand that it's not like a bunch of rich actors wanting more money. Right. Because I think that that's. That's what I see the most of, like, when I see, you know, our actor friends who are, like, picketing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, wow, millionaires wanting more money. What the fuck is wrong with you? Totally understand why people would think that, but that's not what the the argument is or the fight is. It's just that those people have a much bigger voice to be able to speak for the people who, I, I think, help make the product of Hollywood – Obviously, I'm a SAG member. Are you SAG? Same, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm SAG-AFTRA, and I'm not part of the Writers Guild. SAG joined in at first, I think, to be in solidarity with the writers who are saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you guys are not paying us residuals for streaming shows. We used to write, you know, a 22-episode sitcom for NBC, and then it would they would sell it to USA, and every time it aired on TV, we would get some money back. And now you guys are putting all this stuff on streamers. We're not making any money from residuals, plus these episodes – this episode run is always much shorter now. It's like eight episodes or ten episodes compared to back in the day. Sitcoms were 22 episodes. They were like, hey, you guys need to be able to pay us. We can't live on – without these residuals for these shows. And the problem also with with the industry is this thing called exclusivity where, like, if you go write for a show for NBC, like, you can't go write for another show for ABC or for Peacock or for whatever. And so it hogties these poor writers who, like, generally only get, like, one show a year that they can go work on. Mm -hmm. And then they're just not making residual checks after the fact because it's going to a streamer, so they're not able to, like, do it. And the whole kind of argument was, well, you know, we're scared of what AI can do because AI can start writing this stuff for these writers, and then it kind of takes the humanity out of it and all that kind of stuff, and then it's like, well, then who's making this stuff anyways? And I think originally the actors came be like, okay, if you're going to fuck over the writers, you're also fucking over the actors because the actors need the writers to be able to make this stuff. Mm -hmm. The more that I've, like, learned about it and read about it is it's kind of a couple things 
it is the residuals from streamers, and those those things are making a lot of money, and it's really just going back into shareholders and, and I think, like CEOs' pockets exactly. and not really being trickled down to everybody. Right. And when I say everybody, I mean like – the lighting guy and the sound yeah. engineer. I was you, about to say, you know, nobody watches the credits. Yeah. But if you would sit and watch the credits, it's one of my favorite things to do after watching a movie or, or a show that I love because I think something I love about film and TV is how many people come together to make one thing and it takes everybody to make it happen. I don't know. Like I like to sit there and let it sink in, like how many people like put, put their like heart and soul into like a show or a movie. And because it's art for them, right? And so it's like, yeah, all these A-list actors are making great money. And like you said, they're not the ones that really need to be out there picketing. But they're doing it because that's what's getting the attention. But they're doing it for all the other names in those credits that help make this movie that no one's really thinking about. And those people aren't making A-list salaries. No. So I can really speak to like what it takes to make Bachelor in Paradise. Our crew's over 200 people. Like if you think about that, it's so that's employing over over two hundred people to go make one show. Yes, of course, there's the art department, which are doing crazy things and painting things and making all this stuff, you know, and making sure everything looks beautiful. And you have the sound guys who are micing everybody up or even mixing it. You have editors, you have producers that are helping with cast. You have people that are helping producers, which are PAs. You have handlers that are helping the cast move around. You have Transpo who are driving people mm-hmm. to and from. You have people in the logistical side of like flying people where they need to go and making sure that like the camera guys aren't working too long because they're going into overtime. Like you have no idea the amount of people it takes to make a show. And when you start cutting all that money away from them, they, you can't make it anymore. Right. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. So that's one thing. The other thing that I didn't realize, which is fucking scary, is that what they were trying to do was take a picture of a famous actor's face and pay you for one day of your face, your name, and likeness. And then they were able to use AI to have you act in things that you're not even acting for. So you would just get paid one time to give your face, your your likeness to a studio or whatnot – and then you would never have to even go to work or act, and they'd pay you $5,000 for that, and then they could forever have Brad Pitt be in these movies and never even really be in those movies because you can't really tell when you see those deep fakes and stuff. It's insane. And so that's a very scary thing, for I'm sure, for actors to be like, wait, hold on. Hold yeah. on. You, you can just replace – it's so like the, the writers were scared about AI replacing their creative outlet, which is their writing, and then the actors – or the hosts or whatever were like, hold on, you can just take my likeness and then you can make a movie with me and I'm never even in it and I don't get paid for it? As a radio DJ, that also falls underneath the the broadcasting part of SAG-AFTRA. They can listen to one radio show of mine and then use my voice to make a radio show for the rest of time. I wouldn't get paid for it? Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Well, it bums me out because I was like looking at like, you know, Nina Debrev is a, a friend and I was like, she went to picketing the other day and I was looking and there's just so many people were talking shit. And it's like, you don't understand. Like, it's Nina's not not hurting for the money, mm-hmm. but it's like you don't understand how many people are getting fucked mm-hmm. over and she's out there doing it because of those people, you right. know? Yep. And then you have like the Bob Igers of the world who like effectively technically is my boss saying crazy things like – 
it's just not realistic, all while doing it from, like, a giant mansion in Sun Valley, Idaho, and being like, it's so amazing how delusional you are about your worth in all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to greenlight Top Gun 2? I know. Okay, so you're running through analytics? I, that's something fucking a computer can do, guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You're trying to figure out budgetary you know, restrictions on your film? That sounds like something a computer can do, guy. Well, and I think they know that, right? I think they actually know how fragile it is, which is why they're f- so protective of it, you know? That's why they're sitting up there on that high horse, because they know it's not going to take much for that to crumble. And so they're... They're making it happen for everybody else so that it doesn't happen to them. But I think their position is just as fragile as everybody else's when it comes to AI. Well, And also it's a trickle-down effect of if this thing strikes until, let's say, the end of the year, that means next year there won't be any content for Netflix, for Hulu, for all the streamers. Mm-hmm. Then people are going to be like, fuck it. I'm not paying twelve ninety nine a month for all this stuff. There's nothing on it. Yep. And then the thing that they wouldn't pay you for <laughs> won't have any money. Right. Like it's so like it's so short sighted anyways. I just want to make sure that everyone realizes that it's not about Tom Cruise wanting more money. Right. It's about like the sound guy being like, I I can't afford to do this job anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And there are plenty of other actors. I mean, the A-list actors that make that big money that whose names you guys know, like it's a fraction of the actors that are out there working. And a lot of those actors aren't making shit, you know, like it's it's kind of like I don't know. I think there's like a big chasm in in like how much actors get paid. You either get paid a shit ton and you're A-list or you're out there making like $100 a day. You know, and and sometimes only working, what, like 10 days for something and then you don't work again for months. It's just not as sustainable as you'd think. So without residuals, those zillions of other actors that make things happen, that make TV and movies happen, can't survive. Yeah. And like the majority of the people in the industry that that Sarah and I know who are like working actors are also still waiting tables and, you know, bartending and stuff. If you try to put that into context of like what you do, so let's say you sell insurance or, you know, you you're a nurse or whatever. Imagine that you did that, but then you're like, but I also got to fucking go moonlight at the bar because I haven't gotten like a, a nursing gig in, la- in the last month or something. Mm. I think when you put it in those contexts, you'd be like, oh, that's that's pretty fucked up. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard, but like one of the one of the guys was like, we're just going to wait until they can't pay their mortgage anymore and they're homeless and then they're going to come back and to the the bargaining table and it's like whoa you can't say that out loud we know that's what you want yeah it's pretty insane yeah anyways i don't want to get too deep in the weeds with it and it's also everything too ups drivers and like walmart employees and like there's a lot of people who are getting fucked over by some very very rich people mm-hmm. so i don't know we're in for a reckoning yeah. Um, do you have fave things, though, bro? Bro. Let me think about that for a second. I mean, I don't know why I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. But I feel like I've talked about a lot of things that I've been uh, that I've watched and that's done that we don't, I don't need to rehash just because you're here. But finished Fatal Attraction. Loved it. Amazing. Hope there's a season two. Uh, I am caught up on The Bachelorette, but I feel like you're not. I'm not. 
Yeah, I figured. I know that Braden got kicked off. Thank God. Did you get the TikTok I sent you this morning? No. Oh, it's of a girl in San Diego that was like, oh, yeah, I was dating him. Spent th- spent something, you know, spent holidays or whatever it was, celebrations with his family. And then, like, before I know it, he's off to film The Bachelorette. Like, I told oh. you that, that guy was cringe from day one. Well, so I, I need to watch it because so, I don't want to speak on stuff that I haven't seen. But it, it sounded like he was saying... You know, if if she's not in the same place that I am, I'm going to leave or something. And then Aaron B. was like... I mean, he was, was playing like, the victim. He was yeah. like, it's just so hard to watch you with other guys and know that you're... That's the fucking show, bro. Like, come on. You yeah. know, he just he just wanted so badly to be justified for his his the way he was acting. Yeah. And it's just not a good look. You just got to own your shit. I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it, but... He's been so vocal this whole time about... You know, off camera, not mm-hmm. with charity. Not off ca- off camera is the wrong way to say it. Not with charity, but with the guys saying like, "Oh yeah, I definitely won't be getting engaged. Like, definitely don't picture myself getting on one knee at the end of this. Like, you know, at best would leave here wanting to pursue things further. But like, didn't even say he really wanted a girlfriend out of it or anything. Like, he just was super upfront about like to come on here and say you want to get married in however many weeks it is is crazy. But it's like, dude, that's yeah. the show. Totally. I see both sides of it. In a regular world, what he's saying makes sense. Sure. But that's just not where we're at anyways. Mm-hmm. I got to catch up, but I'll say this about Brighton. He does make good TV. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure his ass will be in paradise for more TV time. Oh, I hope so. Uh-huh. Who are you liking and who are you not liking? Um, I'm still Team Aaron, I think. He's my top favorite. Everybody loves the little tennis player. What's his yeah. name? Joey? <clears throat> Joey. Everybody loves Joey. He's fine. Yeah. He's not my top choice for charity, but I he's fine. Xavier, I like really liked him a lot in the beginning, but I don't know, like I don't know if he's just not good on camera or what it is, but like his personality just falls a little flat for me. Like on their mm. one-on-one, she was trying to get deep with him and he was saying all the right things, but it just wasn't it was like hitting surface level for me. It wasn't wasn't going deep enough for me. That but I don't know if that's you know some people just on camera, maybe it just doesn't come off good. I'm not sure. So jury's out on him. You know who I re- actually really like that isn't getting a lot of camera time, so that probably means he's leaving? I think his name's Tanner. He's still around. Haven't seen much of him, but he just seems like the sweetest guy. So like, I, I hope we get to see more of Tanner. I like Tanner, too. He's very tall, it looks like. He's tall. He's, he's, a, he's a cute kid. Like He looks young to me, but... You know, they're all young at this point. I'm old. Yeah. Um, but he just seems like such a sweetie. And I like she sent home quite a few this week. It's so sad to me because I feel like a lot of the guys just didn't get a chance. And I do feel like they're good guys. And, you know, that since there's not a, like an initial spark, like you just have to send them home, right? Every week you got to send people home. But I felt like a few of them were just really sad. And it's, you know, it's t- tough to watch guys go when you're like, oh, with more time, like they could be so great. But they just gotta go. Yeah. Are you aware of hobby horse riding? Oh, yeah. So someone sent me a video. And so basically, it's like in a gym. There are like. This is an actual thing in other countries. Yeah. So they're like spectators. Oh, yeah. And it's people riding a hobby horse in -hmm. like a gym. And so, like, a hobby horse is like a horse's head on a stick. A stick horse. Yeah. And then you, you, then they, and so it's like girls like are trotting around and like jumping over fences and yes. shit. And I saw it and I thought it was a joke. Like, no, no. 
like similar to like when people go play Quidditch, you're like, this isn't real, but like it's fun or whatever. And but like no, <laughs> this is there are people in this video. I'm gonna send the video. People are, I would assume, paying money. Oh, to, for sure. To watch fucking twelve year old girls prance around on a hobby horse and I jump over. Country, I, I've seen this video. I forget what country it is, like Sweden or something random. Yeah. But like I, this is just proof I was born in the wrong country because I would have slayed that competition when I was twelve years old. I mean, look at this craziness. Look at that form. Honestly, if I was smart, this is what I would do because I'm sick of spending money on all these fucking horses. Look at these bitches just fucking jumping around. They look great. Get them, girls. I'd go watch. What? <laughs> you know it would be really fun? You know it would be really, really fun? What? To take some mushrooms and oh, go to one of these yeah. things. And, and just see who can last the longest in there without, lo- without dying laughing. It's too good. That would be a really fun game. I'm here for it. I think we should implement this into America. What a great reality show. You give people psychedelics and you take them to really weird shit. And whoever (laughs) can can fucking not laugh. (laughs) That's actually genius. (laughs) Stay on the game show a little bit longer. You should turn that into like a TikTok thing. I feel like that would do well on TikTok. That would be so fucking funny. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. some people will be like, I gotta do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they find a broom in the closet. I'm like, I gotta do it. It's kind of fun. Oh my god, I just, I just love that. That's a fucking thing. And then someone sent me this, and I couldn't stop laughing on the plane. And I might have just been delirious, so it might not be that funny. But to me, it was like one of the funniest fucking things in the world. And maybe we should do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here we fucking go. My boyfriend talks in his sleep, and I wish it was just cute gibberish, but instead, it's terrifying. So far, he has <laughs> grabbed me by the shoulder and put his hand over my mouth at 3 a.m. and pointed at the wall, whispering, Do you see it? The barbed wire. <laughs> Woken me up, muttering, He's here! <laughs> while staring at my bedroom door. Rolled over last night and said, You don't know what's out there. You don't know. You don't know what's in the swamp. (laughs) He's taken like 20 years off my life. (laughs) On a less terrifying note, he once kissed me really gently and then said, Have a great day at work, baby. (laughs) And pushed me out of the floor at 2 a.m. Immediately wrapped himself in all the covers. <laughs> he, grabbed, he grabbed me by the shoulder and put his hand over my mouth at 3 a.m. and pointed at the wall, whispering, Do you see it? The barbed wire. <laughs> we gotta normalize couples having their own rooms. Shit. <laughs> We gotta normalize that. So fucking funny. That one really got you. Because I can just imagine. <laughs> girl, girl, be like, oh my god. <laughs> Say what? What do you see? <laughs> the barbed wire. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you imagine? Really, 
He's here. <laughs> he's, he's here. <laughs> Who's here? What the fuck are you talking about? You've lost it. Oh, man. Wow. Um, I watched... <laughs> I watched John Wick 4. Oh, God. Great why? film. Great film. I think it's over. It's, but anyways, uh, I love Keanu Reeves. I love those movies. Huh. He's, he says 17 words in the entire movie. It's just him shooting shit and beating people up. Yeah, I watched it on the plane. Great great film. Hmm. Big fan of John Wick. Mm-hmm. Do you have any musics? There's this song on my release radar. Um, you know Odessa, the DJ? Yeah. They've got a song with an artist called Yellow House that I'm not familiar with, but it's called Heavier, and I love it. You want to go out on it? Sure. What's it called? It's like dot, 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 heavier. I'm DJing in uh, on the Jersey Shore. Okay. This weekend. Place called DJ's. Imagine that. Wow. Uh, so if, you know, I've had a couple people on Instagram tell me that place is like crazy. They're like I wouldn't be caught dead at DJs, but I might come for your set. I was like, I like this place already. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, Jersey Shore. You know, maybe like the situation and Pauly D will be there and stuff. You never know. You never know. I'm chilling for like a couple weeks and then I'm traveling again. Where are you going? I'm going to go visit Sarah where she's filming Love Island USA. Jelly. Wait, why did we do this episode so early? Well, because... As we speak, I am in Montana, the land with no cell reception. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, good. Then you're going to have some Montana content for us. Yeah, I have a lot of content. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, YFTers, Brother brother Wells, bidding you adieu. If you need need my services. I feel like Brother Wells could become a TikTok personality. Yes. I feel like I could probably make a lot of money doing this for Me people. Me too. I think you should maybe think about that. Just start going marrying people? Yeah. Would that be against the SAG after us um, strike? I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't film it. Yeah. All right, YFTers, Tears, we love you. So glad to be back. Go to Portugal. Love y'all. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.